Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing WandaVision Episode 3 feedback and probably some feedback from the first two episodes as well. Everything that you've got to say and we've got to say about what you've got to say and other things that come up, you know, right after the set, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? Man, it's Monday morning and I'm tired. I don't know why, but it's Monday and I'm I d- tired. I don't how are know, you? I don't know why, but it's Monday. I think it's just like a calendar thing. Like it just kind of comes around every yeah, seven days. I, I hear that that's how time progresses in a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. And Monday keeps coming back. But I Mondays just... are inevitable. <laughs> Mondays like Thanos are inevitable. <laughs> And that voice you hear is our producer, Ashley. How you doing, producer Ashley? Really good. It's the afternoon here. So oh, yeah. I'm awake. No, it's not. I, it's 1130 there. What, what qualifies as afternoon? Afternoon. afternoon. <laughs> oh. Can you guys cut that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Tippy typing on the computer. Bye. <laughs> I don't know how words work. Producer Ashley is an idiot. (laughs) Back to you in the studio, Tom. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Ashley, for that chime in. That was the best Uh, chime in we've had all week. Um, I love, I love, just, just, just to, to, to make her feel better, I love that kind of shit where you like have been thinking something your whole life, and then you re-examine it and go, "Oh no!" And especially when you do it on a podcast, that's even better. I'm sweating. Big gasp! Oh no! So my grandmother told us for my ent- I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. My grandmother told me my entire life that the crust was the most was the healthiest part of the bread. That's Get just something she said our entire life. And it was right. just probably because she didn't want to cut the crust off because kids don't like crusts. Yeah. But uh, I believed that because it was just the only thing that was ever said to me. So I was like 25 years old and I was and I started to say it out loud. And then I went, that makes no sense. It's just the more burnt part. Right. Like, <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> that's brilliant of her. It definitely was. So don't feel so bad. We all have those things. <laughs> yeah. It happens so often. I don't feel that bad. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the WandaVision feedback that we have a lot of. Thank you guys for all sending in so much feedback. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Lots of new time, uh, lots of first time writers, lots of people who are, are regulars, and it's going to be exciting. Yeah, we have a ton. I kept getting messages all week that were like, first time writer enter, long time listener. And most of them were just like, I've been sitting on these thoughts forever. And yeah. it's <laughs> like three pages of of message i'm like all right we got a couple that were non-wandavision too uh, <laughs> that were like they were not going to get to today because we're focusing on wandavision but it was like here's a four page here's a four page theory and i'm like okay we'll, we'll do our best to get to that soon yeah right uh, I, love try. It. I love it though thank you guys for all writing in it's super great <laughs> i can't break myself i wrote two pages of notes and then i texted jeff i was like wait a minute i don't send in feedback anymore Damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, well, I've grown well, beyond feedback. Before before we dive into the feedback, do you have it? You you weren't here for the instant cast. Do you have any thoughts on episode three? Um, so I'm gonna I have like my predictions that I'm I'm gonna double down on. I am definitely sticking uh with Doctor Strange is probably gonna show up to stop this at the end, because I think this is definitely Mephisto. Ooh. Did you guys? Yeah, I think um 
I think she's Wanda's definitely doing this and she's stuck in her subconscious, which kind of lured Mephisto over. And I think that's why Agnes is there. Cause I, he, Mephisto is definitely Ralph. Definitely Ralph. Has to be. Has to be. Um, so she's stuck in her subconscious exactly where she, you know, he wants her to be so that he can absorb her children. I think it's all planned for the children. Yeah, it makes children. a lot of sense now. It all, it all seems exactly like what's from the comics. But here's what I love about it. The big question is, is there some mysterious force? Which, by the way, I feel like we, we always talk about the Mephisto theory. For those of you who don't know, Mephisto is a character from comics who has a very similar arc. Uh, skip forward 30 seconds if you don't want to know. But Mephisto is like the de- one of the devils of the of the Marvel universe, and he's like he creates he uses Wanda's magic to create these two beings, and then absorbs them to become more powerful. Right, something mm-hmm. to that effect. So this th- this is looking very similar to that. The reason I had to I wanted to do that quick. 10 second breakdown is one of my buddies started listening to the podcast and he was like, I'm actually watching one of the shows you're covering. I want to join in, but I joined in and you guys were talking about this guy named Nefisto. I've never heard of. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, we should probably give that little caveat here and there. Uh, I haven't me. gotten to talk to anybody about it. Cause Ken doesn't want to know anything. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I get that. So Good I work, haven't even Ken. gotten to like say Mephisto out loud to him. I'm like, <sighs> like during the stork, <laughs> I was like, <gasps> he's like, what? I was like, nothing. Yeah. What I love about it is there's this big question of, is it someone like Mephisto or any other of the, you know, Herberts of the world? Uh, Is it Herbert? Is it Ralph? I have a theory. Uh, Who is it? Or is it just Wanda creating a world and Sword is trying to stop her? Like that, that is still a totally valid theory. And all these Easter eggs might just be Easter eggs. I feel like with Marvel, they're always laying the bricks for the bigger story. And I honestly think the bigger story here will be the Doctor Strange movie. And Mephisto is the only person, like the only character that is involved with Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Doctor Strange, Wanda, all of them. It really just leads. He's the connection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. I I just, we don't know. Like you say, you say that Marvel always is always laying the groundwork. Uh, with their TV shows, they've never done that. With the TV shows, they've always just been sort of separate stories. But this is a new kind of TV show. So we just don't yeah. really know what this is going to be like. And they've said that it's all going to tie in. They say it's all going to tie in, but how are they going to handle that? And how much is this show going to be necessary before you watch uh, Doctor Strange? Things like that. Like mm-hmm. We just don't know yet. I, I, they, they've said that it's going to be very connected. And I'm, I'm here for it. But yeah. they've also lied to me before. I've been hurt before, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then somebody um, posted a thing that I had already thought of. Um, we had recently watched Daredevil Jessica Jones over again just because I missed TV. And they definitely bring up blue hydra soap in Jessica Jones and that it like has brainwashing power. So I thought that that soap being in really? the... Uh, yeah. It's remember the, the, like, um, the guy, it was in season one, and it was a guy that uh, had the powers... Who was it? He, she was like going after him in the beginning of the season. And he's like, they make you wash yourselves with the soap and it can, you know, messes with your brain. It's the blue soap. I was like, ah. Oh. So when really? I was looking, I saw a couple memes about it and I was like, ooh, that's very interesting. Well, that's also in a, huh. it's also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Hmm. Uh, Coulson, the alternate version of Coulson in the framework, believes the Hydra soap is brainwashing you. <laughs> so that's really yeah. funny oh. that this is now. It's like, I'm clear line. now, I make my own soap. This is not like a through line between all like three different sort of versions of Marvel content, like the Marvel Studios stuff, the Netflix stuff, and the ABC Shield stuff. You know, 
Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. It's when uh, people are going a little bit crazy is when blue soap comes in. <laughs> That's, That's great. Yeah. I love it. That's the connectivity. Yeah. And then I think the very last, th- the last thing, did you guys notice the book? What book? Because it really creeped me out. Doesn't Agnes give her the pregnancy book, like learning how to be pregnant or whatever those books are, not a mother. I don't know what they're called. Oh, did she? <laughs> it was so creepy. The whole f- cover is red and there's just a black figure in it. And then later, um, Agnes is like, uh, Ralph looks better in the dark. So I just kind of was putting so those things together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the book, like if you go back and, and look at, I think it's in the uh, very beginning during like the happy song. That book well, is yeah, um, uh, uh Vision is reading it like constantly. He, that's, oh, Vision. That book is, is when he, uh, is where he finds the, um, the fake contractions or whatever. Braxton Hicks. Yeah. Braxton Hicks contractions. Yes, those. And like he was reading about it in that book. And it okay. just, it was a red covered book with uh, the word pregnancy. And a dark black figure on the front in like yeah. shadow. So that's all I got. Which is pretty much Mephisto's whole color motif. Right? Oh, if it's not Mephisto, then they got some splaining to do. Right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. But then again, I, I'm with you. it could be Mordo. Could be High Evolutionary Herbert. <laughs> Probably Herbert. I'm missing and Herbert. Tuscan okay. Radio sent us a, a tweet that said, Mordo v. Herbert in Doctor Strange 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. I just I, lo- I love this idea. More Mordo v. Herbert, but not the High Evolutionary, just Herbert. Like yeah, the, just, the, just the, Herbert. The character, uh, the, the gentleman who lives in Westview who is being taken over by Wanda wakes up and then says too many Mordos. And then he goes after Mordo. Yeah. Now I was just thinking about uh, like Dr. Strange handing him something and him looking at strange and being like, thanks buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Or just, he uses, he uses that uh, incredibly powerful hedge trimmer. Yeah. All of his fighting. Just, I just now imagining the action figure of Herbert, and it has like now with hedge trimmer, con- you know, like a little hedge trimmer that goes in his hand. <laughs> yep, uh, this well, hedge trimmer is strong enough to cut through a concrete wall. <laughs> love it. Thank you, Tuscan Radio. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving us a lot to think about. <laughs> you think that's it? That's funny. Oh man, Nerdy Tastics in his tweet at MCU cast is the use of the monkey's song Daydream Believer meaningful. Is Wanda believing in her daydreams so much she's making them real? You had you had meant to mention this last week and you forgot. Uh, I did. This is very much what the along goes along with your theory about the idea of her being in a waking dream. Or a dream that is manifesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a manifesting dream. That's yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> Either way, Daydream <laughs> Believer clearly uh, is, yeah. is intentional. Um, even if it's just her daydream of a different world or her dream of a different world, it's clearly that is, yes, you are correct, Mary Tastic. That is absolutely intentional. <laughs> yep. Every, I, mm, absolutely everything Marvel does is intentional and it's all got a meaning, even if it's just to be an Easter egg and be a nod to comics in some way, like every single thing has meaning and you cannot convince me otherwise because 
I've had a year and a half to think about this kind of shit before, <laughs> before we got here. And I, I, you collected a lot of red string and you're planning to place it. Yeah, all. I'm going to use it. Damn it. Yeah. I have so much red string. I am going to use it. <laughs> Jay Scotty for real in the, in the Twitch chat, just said the hedge trimmer of the living tribunal. And <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. Just LOL. Him. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's so good. Oh. All right. Uh, Lars Christopher Nielsen said the commercials are Hydra trying to take advantage of her weakened state and sword isn't willing to use dirty tactics. So they're trying to come in the front door. I'm just curious if she ever does rebuild vision. I like this a lot in the sense that like, I like the idea that the commercial breaks are like whatever force Agnes Mephisto, uh, whoever like putting something into her, into her program. Like she has her program and the commercial breaks are their chance to like insert something into it. Right. It's just them trying to uh, to go a little bit farther, like push a little bit more. Yeah. I I uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on that sort of thing because like if if it's Hydra trying to get in and it's something super mundane like that, and I say mundane, Hydra's not necessarily mundane, but you know, if it's just a couple of government or if a, if it's a government agency fighting a shadow organization over control of Wanda and her like incredibly crazy supernatural power. I feel like that's kind of a missed opportunity. Possibly. Yeah. I, I, well, I just think what you're really just saying is we're tired of Hydra. We've had a lot of Hydra, but honestly, yeah. if you're not a shield fan, we haven't had that much Hydra, you know? Yeah. Like, there hasn't, I mean, there's been like a movie and a half of Hydra, right? Exactly. So like for the average viewer that's been watching the movies, Hydra coming in, Right, right, right. Uh, they've been around. They've been around a little bit, mm-hmm. but not a ton. Out of 23 movies, it's not that much. Right, and they've been gone for about seven of those. So if they showed up back up here three or four years later, it wouldn't be insane from most people's perspective. Those of us who watch S.H.I.E.L.D. are kind of like, all right, is, it, is that all we got? Is Hydra? Is that all we're going to do? Right. Mm. Like, you've got such opportunity to go for, like, Mephisto or Nightmare or any of the supernatural things that she's dealt with. Yeah, I, I think we're going Nightmare or, or, or Mephisto just because I think this is setting out setting out this new horror vibe. They, they've said yeah. uh, Multiverse of Madness is going to be horror. This definitely Ooh. feels like a horror. This feels like the safe part at the beginning before you realize what's behind the horror, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I didn't really think about that until um, they said it. Like, what did happen to Vision's body? Do you think she rebuilt him or is this a production? Because he does seem to be a little separate from everybody else in the town. Like he has his own thoughts. Mm. Yeah. It's, it, well, it seems like she's, he is something. There is something there with Vision. We, I'm really curious about whether he's just purely a creation of her or if this is some sort of simulation. Like we, we've had theories about like. Wonder maybe, Man. Right. Oh, Wonder Man. Yeah, absolutely. could be. Uh, or it just could be. And uh, they have. It could be that this is the whole point of the simulation is to cre- recreate Vision using her powers, mm-hmm. and they've inserted his actual code into the simulation somehow. 
So like maybe that actually is what was left. Maybe Shuri did her magic to separate him from the Mind Stone and then inserted mm. what was left into the simulation and now Wanda is trying to actually produce it and get it to go beyond the on the veil just like uh, Monica's clothes made it. Yeah, because if you notice, she doesn't hurt him. Everybody else who kind of starts to break the her reality, you know, Dottie or whatever, they all kind of get hurt. But with Vision, she just keeps rewinding. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think it's more than just like a product projection. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. hmm. That's, that's, that's an interesting thought. Uh, as far as like Vision's code, the, the thing that supports the, the theory of Vision, you know, being uploaded, um, especially by Shuri, is that uh, any of my engineer followers out there or anybody who works with computers ever knows before you start work in production, you take a backup. So that's obviously what uh, what Shuri had to do was backup vision. And that's what took so long, right? Mm. Uh, possibly. Uh, like, it, it is very possible. She, like, took the data out of vision and stored it and then was in the act of removing the mind stone when she got interrupted, you know, and it was just too late. So she may have had some portion of him. They just, in those Marvel legends things, they focused a lot on the fact that vision is more than just the mind stone. He's a conglomeration of things. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's a, uh, what is it? A complex series of overlays. There's Jarvis, Tony, Tony, Ultron, um, Bruce, and the Mind Stone. Yeah. And now possibly Shuri and Wanda. <laughs> but think about this, though. Think about this. And if, um, if, if Vision got backed up in Infinity War and then got the stone taken out of him, mm-hmm. and then Wanda got snapped away for five years, that's five years that Vision has been in a, uh, in a code-only state, in a, in a non-tangible state that he could have been going to different systems around the world doing whatever, doing something, setting something mm. up. Building sword. <clears throat> Building mm. sword. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Put it on the board. What if Vision Put is sword? <laughs> no, yeah. What if Vision used his non-corporeal state to build an organization uh, to protect the world uh, and to defend against these space threats, but also to rebuild himself. Did we talk about how when he died, he lost all his color? And so I think he turned like a black and white. And I think it's really interesting that the first two episodes were black and white. And now he's got his color back. Like slowly he was being rebooted or something. That's a great thought. Okay. Totally new theory off the books, go in a totally new direction. (laughs) What if this is all in vision's head? What if this (sighs) experience is all vision creating the world and Wanda, that's how he has super speed. Yeah. Well, and Wanda, her powers and all is just part of his construct that he's creating. This is the, these little stories that he's telling are just like little, you know, he, he assimilated all of that data of all of the world and knows about all these sitcoms and stuff. And he's just wanting to be more human. And he's living out this little human existence that he's seen recreated and it's all just vision. And that would be the big twist is we all think it's Wanda. We all think it's Mephisto. We all think all this, but it's really just visions code reinitializing. And like, this is, this is happening during the snap and it's vision recreating himself. Ooh. 
Ah, uh, they don't. Oh, she's here because they don't know that we're all, we're all a construct. Yeah. We're all, we've all been snapped. We're all dead. Herbert could have said any number of things there and it could all fit. <laughs> yeah. We have so much red string, you guys. Yeah. So much. All right. 084 says, I don't know how many thoughts I even have after watching episode three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wanda continuously trying to plug little leaks in her dream life was both incredibly fun and frustrating in the best way. We finally get Billy and Tommy. There remains to be seen if these are uh, if these are the kids that eventually join the Young Avengers or if they have to be reincarnated like in the source material. When Geraldine, in quotes, makes the biggest leak yet, we finally get a good look at the outside world and some amazingly modern special effects. And I'm excited to explore more of that character and get a glimpse at S.W.O.R.D. Very, very excited to see how this keeps unraveling. Oh, and if you're complaining about the pacing of this show, you're watching it wrong. Don't know what else to tell you. I leave social media alone before I watch a new episode, but I almost want to leave it alone after, too, because at this point, I think people are nitpicking for the sake of nitpicking, and it kind of sucks. Until next time, 084. I get that. I, I, like, I am, I'm, I, I, would, I would be lying if I said I wasn't ready for more information from the outside world, but the show itself is, is glorious. There's been no flaws in it. It's so good. Right. I... I like the I like the thought that you had about this being the end of Act One. You know, oh. the the TV show thing is it's funny and it's cute and you know they go through all the tropes and like it's it's kind of I don't know it's it's almost like a palate cleanser but it does have that underlying creepiness to it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to start peeling back the layers, though. Like, I'm, I've got the intro. Thank you. I'm there. I'm caught up. Let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. If they, don't, if they don't start giving us some sort of, you know, deep dive into trying to investigate this, see what the outside world is, is doing, I still, like, we could still do the funny TV show thing on, you know, like, occasionally come back to it or have people watching it on monitors and, and asking questions of, like, how the hell is this happening? What is Wanda doing or what is vision doing depending on who it is, like whatever. Yeah. Or even if they, they're like, what, you know, what is Wanda doing? And it's actually vision either way. But like, I want them to be as, as a meta commentary kind of in our shoes, like what the hell is going on and try to solve it together. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm ready for that. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it. Uh, I, but but I I see O84's point here that like the show itself the way they're doing it is great I I really don't have any complaints um, I do think what we're gonna get and I just based on what we've seen now uh, in trailers and all this stuff I think we're gonna get an episode soon in three four or five or not four five or six I guess they're going to do an episode that goes back and retells the last three days but from the perspective of the sword agents, um, yep. I think that is coming soon because there's, there's a lot of stuff we've seen in trailers and things that like have already happened on the show, but they didn't show everything. They didn't show Monica being thrown through the wall, even the, and, and the wall being rebuilt, you know, like that just didn't happen. And hurtling through the air. Yeah. And hurtling mm-hmm. through the air, like all that just wasn't shown. And so I feel like they're going to show that scene again. It's just a matter of when they're going to do that. And I think like, and, and not to mention just that one, but there's others. Um, 
Yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of other places where it they're going to do something with going back to tell the sword agent story from the beginning. Um, there's that scene in the trailer at night where there's like a person walking through the field. And I feel like that's probably Monica coming into this world. I think you guys are on it though. With the, I think she accidentally was flying the helicopter and accidentally got sucked in. And that's why she didn't know why she was there. Yeah, that's probably right. And then it kind of like, you know, being like, no, your brother, or when she's like, your brother was killed by Ultron because she knows that. Right. Yeah, she knows it, but Geraldine doesn't know it. And it's it was interesting to see it start to crack through. And when she threw that, like, Wanda, come on, kind of very out of character, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, now you know what's happening. Yeah, I went I went back and, and watched it again um, last night. And the 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 very specific points where... Where she's like, where Ger- uh, not Geraldine? When Monica starts to break down, like, kind of start to peel away at the at the veneer a little bit, like, you know, kind of cracking the plaster, and you can tell when she's doing that, like, her voice changes, like mm-hmm. she has that that very seventies, like, you know, the just like Wanda uh, did in the first episode, right, mm-hmm. right. She's got that that heavy seventies, like, Oh, come on girl. And like got the accent on and everything, but then changes her voice to be like, your, your brother was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. And like it, it, it has, it's very subtle, but like they're doing such a great job of like, of differentiating those, those parts where like, you know, the, the cinematography changes and the, the accents change. Like Wanda had her Sokovian accent back. Mm-hmm. In this one, that's right. For a yeah. brief moment, she did. When she's talking about Pietro, she starts to speak in a, with a Sokovian accent. Uh, speaking of the construct, and like we we talked about last week, how when she asks uh, Monica her name, how she pauses and doesn't know it, and then seems to go Geraldine. You know, um, in the <laughs> previous episode, uh, I noted something on my rewatch of the Doctor says, "I'm going to take. I'm taking wife on a vacation." He doesn't say my wife or I'm taking the wife. He <laughs> says wife. I'm taking wife on vacation, which I think <laughs> is a subtle nod to the fact that she does not have a name in this world. Like the wife is yeah. just wife character, doctor's wife. Yep. And he's like, I'm taking wife on vacation. Like it's like a weird robotic <laughs> way of doing it. Cause that part of the world isn't built out fully. Right. Right. It's it's one of those things where like you just kind of make an offhand mention of like somebody's driving the taxi. It doesn't matter, uh, and then somebody's like, "But what about the name of the taxi driver? They're a yeah. person too." It's like, "No, they're not. Stop it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the D and D example you had last time. Like, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, just taxi driver, and you're like, "No, no, no, who's taxi driver?" And then I want to know his story, his yeah. entire life story, and then the construct or Wanda or whoever is creating this world. Uh, it's interesting too because. That was when uh, the doctor is talking to Vision in the in the driveway, and so I wonder if they're less careful around Vision than they are around Wanda. You know what I mean? Like Wanda might mm-hmm. go, "That's weird. Why you're taking wife on vacation? That's the that's not that's not how we say that." <laughs> but <laughs> they're a little less careful around Vision. Maybe I don't know. That that might be reading well, too much into it. He said he said I'm taking the wife on vacation, or he said that wife on vacation line in the house. It no, wasn't until no, it's, I think it's in the no, driveway no, he, when she comes to get him, or I was I just like he comes to get Vision comes to get him before he runs him to the thing. He's like, I'm taking wife on vacation. I can, but I can come help real fast or something like that, isn't it? 
Well, no, no, no. He said he said the vacation bit in the in the house before leaving. Okay, um, I'm, he was I'm like, "It's a good thing wrong. you caught me because we're going to Bermuda." That's uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, uh, you're totally right. Uh, and may, then they were saying been before Vision went running, he was like, "Oh, he might be gone because he's on vacation." And one is like, why? He's like, well, to be fair, the baby's coming nine months early. <laughs> why would he go at a time like this? Yeah. Super good. <laughs> anyway, so this is such a see. weird show. It's such a weird show because it's like, <laughs> it's a sitcom and we could sit here and talk about all the sitcom jokes and they're all wonderful. But like, clearly we're more interested in what's happening behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just such a weird and cool show. Yeah, we just don't know what to expect. Mm, indeed. <laughs> Frank Hogan says, "Hey, Papa Pandas." <laughs> Vision has repeatedly been shown to move like a speedster in the show. While it's this makes complete sense that Vision would be able to react and move at superhuman speeds, it seems to be an actual primary power of his in Wanda's incarnation. Maybe Wanda has given Vision that power to honor her brother and keep a piece of him alive. This might lead to the revival of Pietra and, and or the reasoning to give one of the twins super speed. Thoughts? Thanks, guys, and stay safe. Yeah. Uh, I think we, I think someone might have written this in last week, something similar, and or uh, on the live watch, maybe. And I totally think he's right here. Yeah, I think Mr. Fox brought it up. Ah, yeah. It's a great call, Frank. I think that uh, that is one of those two things is true and i think it probably has to do with her combining her tragedies and sort of creating vision as to, in, in a little way to honor her brother yeah this it's like this version of vision is a, a way to uh, process her grief over both uh both of them dying and just kind of combining them and you know if that means that one of the kids has super speed because of that, then so be it. Mm-hmm. I just want to know where Evan Peters is going to come into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got somebody that wrote in something about that. But we'll get to it, I think. Here we go. Nathaniel Mlynar says, uh, what if Wanda speeds up to the age of the speeds up the age of the twins? Billy and Tommy are played by Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, they leave the bubble and they can stay in the MCU. So we get like both Quicksilvers instead of being Wiccan and Quicksilver or Wiccan and Speed. Um, it would be like two speedsters and they both end up being the two versions that uh, we like from previous uh, incarnations of the Quicksilver character. Um, but obviously they'd have different origins here. I, uh, I don't know that I would want the two speedster children. Like I, I really want Billy Kaplan. Like Wiccan, I know, and, I know. You want to read the comics? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that I want it to be all like the comics. It's just, just that Billy Kaplan is a really cool character. Yeah, I, and, I, I definitely think it's a possibility. I mean, we have we literally got we have Billy. Billy's there, so yeah, I think it's likely. the The name Billy is there, but I want him to be. You know, I want him to be as Guardian, and then eventually Wiccan, and. <sighs> Anyway, uh, he's he's a cool character. He's got uh, he's got some some neat uh, through lines from his from his mother, from his mm-hmm. mother. Yeah, <laughs> Young Avengers. You know, baby. you're just like your mother. It's got to be Young mm-hmm. Avengers. I feel like this is just all leading toward Young Avengers. There's so many things that just seem like they're so obviously building, uh, but I I don't know. Maybe 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 not. Maybe I'm just wrong. Yeah. 
<laughs> It'd be really funny though if they if they kept those actors, but like Aaron Taylor Johnson was Quicksilver, but now he's Wiccan. Like, <laughs> oh, you look just like your uncle. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Uh, because that would be funny. Everybody really wants the uh, the speedster from uh, from the X Men universe, anyway. <laughs> yeah, like that's the one good holdover. Yeah. is that version Dead- of Quicksilver, Deadpool, and Quicksilver coming over from Fox is like what everybody wants. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon Drum. That MCU cast, I think Geraldine, quote unquote, is very aware of what's happening. And when she brought up Ultron, she was trying to get through the delusion to Wanda to wake her up. But Wanda's pushing away all the pain. She also probably grew up watching those shows exported to Sokovia. So the classic sitcoms are her safe space. And her making twins was subconscious, but it reminded her that she had a twin. Or she was a twin, I think is what she said. Um... I also think Vision is completely in her head and that Westview is real and her projection has trapped the townspeople. Sword sending some people to keep an eye on Wanda. I think it's interesting to talk about like which of those... T- who is the one who started to break the simulation there? Was it Monica or was it Wanda? You know, like because Wanda's the one that brings up that she had a twin and she starts to speak in a Sokovian accent. And is that like pain starting to creep in? Does that allow Monica to break the spell? Like like Wanda loses focus? Or is it that Monica has been waiting for her moment for Wanda to be like susceptible so that she can jump in and talk about it's all of those things. Po- very possible. Well, no, it's not. It's either Monica is conscious. <laughs> like I, I agree that it is kind of all those things, but it's like Wanda or Monica is either conscious the whole time of what's going on, or she's not. And that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, she says I'm a twin, and then it was I had a brother. He died. You know, his name was Pietro. And he yeah. says Ultron killed him. He was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? She's like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of my house. Leave my world. <laughs> Man. She's like, I didn't say anything, Wanda. I like these oranges. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, <laughs> Wanda, don't be like that. You're a strong woman. And I was, do you want me to say it again? Uh, yeah, should I say it again just for good measure? Man, this show is so weird and cool. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love yep. it so much. All right, so Randolph Jackson says Big Red Gum was invented in 1975. The show is supposed to take place in the 50s. Mmm. Mmm. Anachronism. That was the second episode, and that one was supposed to take place in the 60s, but still, that still still doesn't match. Still holds. Yeah, it it still doesn't match the the time frame. So uh, I would say that that's likely... Just a, like, here's something that's red that we can talk about. Because mm-hmm. Mephisto is red and black. <laughs> also, uh, does how much does Wanda know that? Is the, is the question. Like, so if Wanda's creating this world, she probably doesn't know that Big Red Gum was created. I didn't know that <laughs> till this moment. <laughs> Not calling her dumb. I'm calling, you know, <laughs> neither of us are from the 70s. I'm way closer to from the 70s. But <laughs> Wow. Actually, how old is she? I wonder. She's like the actress, or yeah. or Wanda. The actress is thirty-one. Um, she's younger than Paul Bettany by a lot to make it weird. 
Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, true. Yeah, she's thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. Are we talking about Elizabeth Olsen? That's who we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Sorry, I'm focused on the chat. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. I was about to do my Google. He's like forty-five, I think. Right? Or forty-seven. I thought he was in his fifties. He might be forty-nine, to be honest. Let me look. Let me give it a, a light goog. Give it a gentle goog. A cursory goog. Cursory goog. <laughs> um. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, he's forty-nine. Okay. Because I know the Olsen twins are 34. She's 31. That's right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought the Olsen twins were pretty close to my age because I remember watching Full House as a kid and being like, they're about my age. A couple years younger. Yeah, they look like they're 50, though. I don't know what happened there. Uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I wasn't going to say <laughs> Very true. Uh, Reco Jet says, WandaVision feedback. I think the show would benefit from being 35 to 42 minutes long instead of the current 22 to 25. Also, are we to be under the impression that the first three episodes of this show has been three days? Really enjoying the show so far, as well as MCU cast itself. Aw, thanks. Thanks, bud. Uh, thanks, Draco, for writing in. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, obviously, a lot of us want more of the backstory, and I think that a longer episode would facilitate that. But for what they're doing, for the story they are trying to tell, which is this in in WandaVerse story, I don't think it needs to be longer, personally. I think it's like a really good length for right now. The cool thing about Disney Plus, though, is that as the uh, it being it being native to Disney Plus and living there forever, they could just extend the length of the episodes as we go forward. You know, yeah, they're not married to the format. You know, they're not they're not bound by the the time limits of broadcast television. I think that they just did that for the first few episodes, uh, simply because you know that's what that format was. And now right. that they now that they're starting to break out of that, and we have kind of a like we can follow Monica out or sorry, follow Geraldine out Mm -hmm. out of that world and kind of go with her, you know, they can make the episodes longer and be more, you know, more in line with modern television or just not even care about time limits. Hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like the Mandalorian was all over the place on, on their episode length. Like I think the, the one that had Boba Fett show up, uh, in his armor and kicking ass was like a 38 minute episode. It was super short mm-hmm. comparatively. And it was still one of the best episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just depends on what the story you're telling and like having that freedom to be able to be like, I don't have to th- include a scene that doesn't matter. I don't have to cut a scene that really matters to fit to this episode length. Um, it's really, really, I feel like it's great for art sake. Um, but also yeah. constraints can sometimes be helpful. So it's interesting to just not have any controls. It's a good experiment. Well, it's, it is a good experiment, but you know, it's, it's, it's lack of constraint. And honestly, I don't think that the lack of constraint would, would have worked 10 years ago. You know, I, I think that because because Feige and Marvel have built up so much good faith around their, around their brand, around their product. And they've kind of established like, this is how we operate. You know, this is how we do things. Um, I think because of that, we've really, we've really made it okay for them to have, you know, no, no shackles, so to speak. 
you know, nothing chaining them to a particular way of doing the show. And they're, they're free to, to make this crazy, weird tail through the decades kind of sitcom thing for the first few episodes and then lengthen the, the remaining episodes. Like it's completely fine because they built up that good faith. Yeah. Well, sure. I don't think that that's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at actually the creative process is often enhanced by having some limitations. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 there's an old adage, like the worst note a studio head can give you is like, do whatever you want. <laughs> like, <laughs> like artists tend to actually work well in the crucible of like some pushback and like some, some walls to, to give you some walls to be able to create within uh, because do whatever you want is really hard. And really, like, you get George Lucas's prequels, you know, like where he like no 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 one has anything <laughs> to say over him, so he just does yeah. his own thing forever, and people aren't like, mm, do we really need that, or do we want this? To, there, you need people need editors, um, and so it's interesting mm-hmm. to uh, this this world, at least in this one aspect, they're not constrained by that, and I think that's that's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah, I think the the constraint comes in the the direction of. Or the the oversight, rather, of Lord Feige. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I do think, Reco, that this is over three days. I think that's what we're supposed to believe. Yeah, right? especially with, you know, she got pregnant at the, at the end of episode two. Mm-hmm. And then in this episode, it was like, you know, we're, we're right into, oh, this is 12 hours later. Let's bring the doctor in. And she's giving birth later that day. Yeah, and I suppose there could be more time between the first and second episode if we're being really strict about it, but I do think that it is leading us to believe that there's like three days here. Yeah. There's nothing that ends the first episode that says, like, this is continuing immediately the next day. Right, right. There's nothing that's the through line there. But, like, if you look at the intro to each episode, like, it goes through the the whole fanfare and everything, you know, mm-hmm. shows them showing up or whatever um that kind of cements a um a history for each one like they've been in that type of time or that that time frame for a while like in episode three they go through the whole like they're eating ice cream they're on the bicycle you know there's um you know she's do she's sitting on the couch making the vacuum vacuum for her and, you know, like, oh, that's, it's neat that I can do that. Um, so it goes through all that to, to show that, like, they've existed in this time frame for a bit, theoretically. But they don't actually, like, it just goes from episode two to three really quick, mm. you know? Yeah. And that, that's, that's what kind of makes me think that maybe we're looking at, like that gives a, that gives a touch of credence to that theory that I had of like maybe it's different versions, maybe it's different verses that were kind of you know were overlapping over each other, uh, different versions versus of Wanda and Vision, you know, kind of being all drawn together into this focal point. Hmm. So maybe that history for each one, the history that you see in the intro, does exist, but only in each of those verses. Right, right, yeah, no, I, I agree with that, that, it, like, each verse, when it's created, it's created with its own sort of history and and backdrop, so that the worlds make sense, but at least she's doing yep. her best, but clearly some things aren't working. Hmm. Yeah, 
some things are falling apart. Let's do a quick check in with the with the chat. We'll bring Ashley in for a minute and see what see if there's anything fun going on in the chat. What's up, Ash? We're having a blast on the chat today. <laughs> nice. Jessica Mai said, "Re Geraldine being new when Wanda starts going into labor, she says I might be late to the party, but I'm sure there's a logical explanation. Um, she mm. wasn't part of the original simulation, probably. Yep." And that's that's what uh, Agnes and Herbert seem to be saying as well at the wall. Mm-hmm. They're saying she doesn't even have a home. She's not from here. Yeah. She's she's you know she's new in town. Yeah, brand new, no home. And it's weird that they say that she has no home, but she showed up uh, at the house saying like the weirdest thing just happened. All of my pipes burst all at once. Like she <laughs> talks like she has a house. Yeah, and she has a home, but. Maybe I don't think that makes any sense, and that's the point. I don't think you need to try to explain it. I think it's like the no, point. There's is, a reason for it all. <laughs> no, I think space is in here somewhere. Wanda is creating this little uh, this little universe, and she, you know, is, is trying to make everything make sense. And she's just not doing a great job in some places, which is kind of fun. It's like these little continuity errors in the show are Wanda's like breaking down of trying to create whatever she's trying to create. Uh, maybe Geraldine's just watching her through the window the entire mm-hmm. time. And then was like, wanted, he, she saw an opportunity. I've got to get in there. Uh, all of my pipes burst just like yours. It was the craziest thing. Yeah, that, that is possible that uh, as a sort of, she's going in and lying. Um, the question is just like, how much does Monica know or on a regular basis? Uh, or is she purely Geraldine all the time? Yeah, that goes really well into my next one. Um, Jay Scotty says the Halloween scenes we've seen from the trailer give me E.T. vibes where government was the bad guy. Maybe sword, maybe sword is a more (laughs) nefarious and Jimmy Woo and Darcy are working against them and recruited Monica. Hmm. Or will recruit Monica. I haven't read much in the comics about sword, uh, but the few that I have sword was sort of an antagonist to our heroes in some places that I've read. Um, and I, and I mean, shield can be that way too sometimes, but it'd be interesting to see if like sword is, uh, it's sort of opposed to our heroes in some way, which we've got mm-hmm. some more feedback later, but we're going to give a, give a bit of a extra spoiler alert. Cause it has to do with like toy leaks and stuff. So <laughs> oh, man, we've talked about it a little bit in the past, but we cut it out of the cast because we try to keep away from toy leaks because they, uh, they tend to be d- just just actual answers to things, and so <laughs> sounds so funny. A toy leak. Toy leak. You gotta watch out for the toy leaks. Um, and then Joe DNS says, "Doctor Strange Easter egg." Quote: "Well, I have nerves of steel, so there goes your theory, Mister Doctor." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who does he call Mister Doctor? It would have to be the Doctor, right? Right. Yeah, it was the. It was the. <laughs> The, um, oh, what was his Nielsen, Dr. Nielsen. Okay, so he does have a name. He doesn't call himself Mr. Doctor because that would be also funny and go with the wife thing I was pointing out earlier. Yeah. If you remember in Dr. Strange, there was that funny little exchange between Strange and the other guy, Mr. Doctor. It's Strange. Strange. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's just Doctor. (laughs) My recording is showing that we've been recording for 56 minutes. Oh, yeah. You think it's about time for, for a word from our sponsors who could also be us? It is. It is. Let's do that. 
It's time for a word from our sponsors that could also be us or people we don't control. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back. You said Haley Hobbs said something in the chat about a new picture that just dropped? Disney Plus just released a new promo picture for episode three, and it says, the signal is out of this world. And out Mm. and world are capitalized. And she adds, so space. And I'm like, hell yeah. Give me that high evolutionary rocket raccoon, space links all things, story, space. Oh, man. If, if you're right about space linking all stories after all the silliness we've been doing on this podcast. I think you're going to unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to unsubscribe from this podcast. <laughs> Just very upset. All right. Let's get back into the feedback. We got a lots of uh, lots of feedback to go. Ryan Collins says, Hey Matt, Jeff, and Ashley and or Matthew. Hey. <laughs> I was wondering what you thought the odds are on Vision mourning the death of Tony by the end of the show. Hmm. Vision wasn't there to see him die during Endgame. I know Vision and Jarvis are kind of the same, kinda not, but in a way, Tony was Vision's first friend and family member. Also, I noticed until WandaVision, Vision hasn't had much emotion, and I feel like he's starting to develop emotions now, so I can see it having an emotional scene by the end. Thoughts? Thanks for all the hours of entertainment, and keep up the great work. Interesting. I never thought of him as emotionless. Do you think of him as emotionless? I think he's very... He's robotic. I wouldn't say he's emotionless, but he's definitely more focused on the... The calculations and the algorithm hmm. before one division. Mm. To me, like like some of the stuff he says, where he's like, uh, "We have uh, we have brought forth confront by our power has brought forth confrontation. Confrontation brings conflict." And uh, he feels like a philosopher to me sometimes. Um, yeah, kind of. And like that feels he his his his. his his statements always have a lot of emotion to them. He has a lot of embarrassment when he walks through the wall and like. Uh, Wanda reprimands him for walking through the wall. He has that like, I'm I'm sorry. He like he feels mm-hmm. he see he also looks betrayed when Wanda defeats him when Hawkeye comes. Oh, like he's in love. Right. You know? Exactly. Kind of I, I think that's exactly on. Uh at least the beginnings of it in a Civil War. And so I, I don't see him as emotionless is all is my point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say he's He's definitely, you know, robotic in the way that he, uh, oh, for sure, the way that he's very focused on statistics and calculations and figures and whatnot. But he does have emotion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's over logical too. Like, yeah, um, he 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 does tend to send things through his like logic robotic filter. But I still get the sense that he has emotions. But uh, yeah, it's it just an interesting thing. I didn't know Ryan saying he's emotionless. I just I just never felt that way. I mean, in an Infinity War, they have that very emotional scene in Scotland. Yeah, when he's like, I'm not even, like, let's stay here. Yeah. I don't even need yeah. to go oh, back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, everything he's been in, even as Jarvis, honestly. <laughs> he's so snarky. He's snarky, his sense of humor. He seems, like, disappointed all the time in, the, in Tony's decision-making. <laughs> he's, he's like the he's like Alan Rickman in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he was Marvin. Yeah, it's for perfect. sure. For yep. sure. I mean, even in what Iron Man one, when when Tony's like, let's throw a little hot rod red in there. 
He's like, yes, that should help you keep a low profile. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. And I, Way to go, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, I, I, and not that any of that is necessarily emotion, but I think there are definitely like cases of emotion uh, that he's expressed for sure with Wanda, if if nothing else. Um, let's see. And I love the idea that Ryan has here of him mourning Tony. Like I, I think it oh, was yeah. really. Um, really complex and emotional character. And I think the, the idea of him mourning Tony is really, really, I hope we get that scene. I really do. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got Spider-Man far from home where Tom Holland, you know, Tom Holland, Peter Parker didn't really get a chance to mourn Tony very much. Like he was just kind of thrown right into something else, but he was still like, he was still trying to process that grief. But he also had a very different relationship to Tony than Vision had or that any of For the sure. Avengers had. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would like to see the, the the differences and the the variety of different ways that people are mourning Tony. In many ways, Vision is uh, is a son of Tony and like he's an extension of Tony, not even just a son, but like he has this like. He is he is he's a prosthetic of Tony's that sort of like ended up spinning off on its own, you know. So like high tech prosthesis. Yeah, he. I mean, he is the suit, you know. In in many ways, he is the suit in Iron Man One. Like he's the thing that Tony talks to to do all of the things he needs to do, and he's he has access to parts of Tony's life that no one else ever had. You know what I mean? Yep. Like the way that Tony speaks to him and the things that. He's the vulnerability he's shown in front of Jarvis uh, are are more than most other characters in the MCU because he think at least in the beginning he thinks of him as just an AI but I think yeah, obviously once he's Vision, um, yeah, and I would even say that like Tony has a little bit of embarrassment in front of Jarvis at times where he's like shutting down Jarvis from uh, from trying to question him and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> or when uh in in the in the first one when, you know, he's like, you know, we got to go higher. We got to go to space, right? We got to go to to the the freezing altitude. Mm-hmm. And Jarvis is like, "Sir, the the odds of you making it to that altitude." And he's like, "I know the math, just do it." And then when he's saying the the percentage of of power left, he's like, "Just put it on the screen and stop telling me." Mm-hmm. Like they have that little, that, those little tiffs, those little arguments. It's he feels sort of judged by by Jarvis at times. It feels like yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny because like yeah, as much as Jarvis is just a, a computer, he's a complex AI. Even before you get into like the brain overlays of of Tony and Bruce and Ultron and you know and 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 uh-huh. like Vision is such a complex person even before all of that. Yeah, totally. I do love the idea of him having a chance to mourn Tony. That's great. Yeah, uh, let's see what TZ has to say. TZ says, hey, pandas. Hello. I just wanted to share my theory on what is happening in WandaVision. I think that with all the loss that Wanda has suffered, she was looking for a way to cope. In walks a friendly witch, Agatha, who offers her a way to have her life back. Wanda's so filled with grief that she doesn't ask any further questions and agrees to the deal. Wanda knowingly accepts the keys to her own world and therefore is in the driver's seat the whole time. Only later does she find out that everything she is doing is hurting people in the real world. By creating life in the bubble, she's taking lives from the real world, etc. 
the majority of the townspeople are not in on any of it, and that is why the doctor was so shaken after Geraldine talked to him. She told him what's really happening. The doctor was so shaken after Geraldine talked to him. Help me. When did that happen? Uh, after the baby was, or after the first baby was born, and it, it looked like Geraldine kind of read the room and was like, "Oh, uh, Doc, let's go talk in the kitchen. Can you help me in the kitchen?" Oh gosh, I, didn't, I somehow didn't catch that. I was so <laughs> focused on Vision and Wanda, I didn't even catch that uh, Geraldine pulled the doctor aside. Yeah, I mean, it's that classic TV thing of like these characters have to have a moment. Let's go talk over here. Oh yeah. Arrow does that kind of thing all the time where they're like, can we have the room? Yeah, for sure. They're a little more direct with it. It was so indirect that I did not catch it. Um, good, 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 good. I teasy. Um, I think that's probably, uh, likely that he, that she gave him some knowledge or like tried to break through to him or something. Yep. Yep. Either let him in on, on what's going on or, um, Maybe, I mean, maybe she was like, she was uh, interrogating him, not interrogating him. Uh, maybe she was interviewing him, trying to get information out of him to to see like what his perspective on all of this is, what's going on with him, um, what he knows about it. Yeah, for sure. Or or just trying to save one person, you know, trying to see if she can like break through to save, get one person out of the simulation or something. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> don't try to get out. You know, you're you're going on vacation. Don't try to get out. It's it's a bad idea. You can't get out. Mm. And you know, it it wasn't until after the doctor got brought back to the house that he was like, you know, we're not going to go on vacation after all. You know, sm- small towns so hard to escape. Escape. Dramatic reverb. <laughs> <laughs> how much Geraldine has an effect on anybody else around is it's interesting. It's, it's, it's thought provoking. And I, you know, much, much to TZ's point, how much, how much does Agatha Harkness, Agnes have to do with all of this? Like how much is she a product of it? How much is she in control of it? How much is she an agent of someone else? Or is she an agent of herself? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. And who's Ralph? I'm telling I, you. I, that feels the, the idea that Agnes came to her as a witch and told her, I have a deal for you, a monkey's paw bargain, like that whole thing. That feels a little a little too far for the MCU right now. Like I think they're introducing the idea of these mystical beings, but an idea that like a witch would c- just come to Wanda and off make her an offer feels a little too soon, maybe, or like it would be, it would be weird for this universe. I feel like, but I, maybe I'm wrong. I get where you're coming from. It's kind of like the, the whole, um, they haven't established that part of the world yet. So it, it feels like that part of the world showing up is not, it's not ready. It hasn't fully baked. Right. For sure. Maybe they're going to bring her in to kind of be the nannies, the nanny of the twins, the way she was, um, for Reed Richards. The Richards' or, kids, yeah. yeah. Or Franklin mm. Richards. Right, 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 yeah. Because they couldn't quite have it be the big cow or whatever it was from a comic Bova. Box. Bova, that's it. <laughs> oh, and the Bova milk? Yeah. In the in the intro? Like, mm-hmm. mm, good stuff. Good. good stuff. Yeah, we keep talking about, like, the idea of sword, whether they're good or bad, and then we talk about Agnes, but we really haven't talked much about what if Agnes isn't bad. 
And like her being the nanny is interesting. Like what if this whole thing instead is like sword trying to stop what's going on for sword reasons and Wanda mm-hmm. is actually creating Vision and her children, and it's it's going to be a story of like Sword is trying to stop them, stop this little place. But uh, then maybe what if Agnes is actually ends up being the sort of good character that like goes on to be the nanny or whatever. That's that's a yeah, it's interesting. It's just so little information that we can go so many. You know, uh, the worst note is. Uh, do whatever you want. And I feel like this show <laughs> has given us the idea to speculate in so many different directions uh, mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough and fun at the same time because there's like endless possibilities in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the, the year and a half was good for them in that, you know, they got to solidify more writing. They got to, you know, do a little bit more work in the writer's room and, and, you know, do a little bit more pre-production, but it was also very bad for them and us because we got so much time to speculate on what the hell is going on right? and what the hell is coming. And I feel like we're just continuing that right now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We've been doing this for so long. I don't know how to turn it off. I can't just enjoy the new content. <laughs> well, can't we, stop. Won't stop. I think this show in itself, I do feel like the podcast has become a speculation fest right now, but that's part yeah. of like the nature of this show is so speculative. There's even like, because we don't know what's going on. A lot of like, like our show, this podcast is a, is often two parts. It's like the part where we talk about how, uh, the effects on a certain character, like the, the emotional impact of the, of this particular episode on a character or something like, you know, you know what I mean? And then there's all, then there's speculation, but we can't, we don't know what's going on here. So like, there's no way to even talk about the emotional impact on a certain character. Cause we don't even know what characters are real. We don't know what's going <laughs> on. It all feels very plastic deliberately. So like all we can do is speculate. Yep. WandaVision invites speculation. Speculation <laughs> breeds theories. Theories lead to <laughs> chaos, lead to catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so right. It's so perfect. <laughs> Something here's you don't want to you want to throw a little bit of a wrench into it uh, some more. Always. That's all. I How about do. this? Whenever Wanda knocks out the power, right? Whenever she knocks out the power in the neighborhood, we get that quick scene over at Dottie's house with uh, with Borat the Mustache Man. <laughs> I can't remember his name for the life of me. <laughs> Is it Neil or something? I don't know why I'm getting Neil. I, I don't know, but sure. she's like, do these earrings make me look fat? And then the power goes out and he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, that was so great. That was, that was hilarious. Wonderful little aside. It was hilarious, but Vision, like neither Vision nor Wanda are in the scene with them. Mm-hmm. They exist outside of the, our two main people. Right. In that moment. And what are we led to believe? Was that just a quick aside because the TV show was Wanda thinking about them? Like, Oh, what are the neighbors going to think? What's Dottie going to think? Well, we know for a fact that's what she was thinking. Cause she asks that she's like, are the neighbors going to know it's my fault? Maybe she was thinking specifically of Dottie. 
Yeah. And that's I mean, why we had that quick aside to them. Right. And in the world of the television show, it makes sense to have that scene. So she imagines that scene, you know, and, that, and then she's, of course, that's, that's the question. Are they living out these little lives all the time? It does seem like when they're not being focused on by Wanda, that things get glitchy. Uh, like we saw with Herb. Um, or like we think happened with Herb. Yeah, exactly. There, there's the debate going on where it's like, was he glitching or was he trying to break in? Again, that's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I said break in, but then everybody else was saying glitching. And then I saw other people fighting with on my side of things. So I don't know. No <laughs> I think there are better ways to break in than taking a hedge trimmer to a cinder block wall. Well, no, I think that's a, that's a metaphor. Yeah, it's a metaphor, but there are better ways to break in. R- well, unless there's... You would think somebody called the high evolutionary no. <laughs> would do a better job. <laughs> no, the You'd point is... you be smarter is, about it. The point is, that's how Wanda is viewing what he's doing. That's I know, not, I know. That's not what he's doing. It's, it's like we, we talked about in the, uh, with the like hazmat <laughs> suit becoming the beekeeper suit, right? Yeah, yeah, it's adjusting to the reality that she knows. Yeah, so whatever, he, whatever he's actually doing, he might be trying to like... Maybe she has a little bit of a sitcom protection bubble around their house because that's where the storyline is going on, and he's trying to get in, you know? A sitcom protection bubble. I just don't even know why you're laughing. We're, we're watching a show that's about sitcoms. That's, that's such a great, great term to be coined. I'm so glad you just made that term. A sitcom, a protection, sitcom bubble. protection bubble. It just seems like logic to me. I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> right, I love it. Well, let's get. We're, we're not going to. We're not going to make it through all this feedback today. I don't think, unless no, we go. Real there's fast. no way. So let's let's okay. try to let's try to go speed round some of these because to get to as many as we can. Dirty Tastic says, "Is it possible that the beekeeper outfit might have something to do with AIM since their traditional henchman outfits look like beekeepers?" Okay, keep not so fast. They can't understand, but yes, it's possible that <laughs> the beekeeper suits have something to do with aim since their traditional henchman outfits look like beekeepers. But uh, I don't know. It seems like a hat on a hat. Cause we've already got an, an organization and a spoiler alert. Cause this is in a featurette that was, it was aired that Jeff keeps bringing up, but there is a, um, there's a moment in a featurette where it shows a guy in a hazmat suit walking into or crawling into crawling. Wanda's realm. And when he does, his hazmat suit becomes the beekeeper suit. So we, we, we yeah. we're pretty sure that the beekeeper suit in this scenario is actually a hazmat suit. That's just being converted to Wanda vision. Ah, the show is called Wanda vision. Like what? Yeah. You know, if discounting the character of vision, we keep talking about like she is remaking things to see them the way she wants to see them or needs to see them to fit into her little story. We also had that theory last episode about when she's playing with the recipe cards, it looked like tone the way Tony, you know what I'm talking about? Well, the, how she, it does the holograms. Yeah, yeah. it kind of looked like she's interacting with the holograms. Like what if all the things that are going on and we keep talking about Herbert trying to break through and it and it being perceived as him cutting through the wall, but maybe not. Maybe he's actually doing something else. Like, what if all of this is still her interacting with the real world? It's just she's perceiving, she's changing everything in her mind to see it the way she wants to see it so that she can hold on to this false reality that she's daydreaming or whatever. Yep. Daydream believer. Vision. 
Yeah, yeah, this is her vision while 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 she's doing whatever she's actually doing, this is how she's envisioning it. Yeah, she's probably in space. <laughs> it's 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 possible. Jay Choi says <laughs> Hey, MCU cast. Interesting theory. Uh, going back to the Mephisto theory in the past WandaVision podcast, could there be a chance that Ghost Rider could possibly show up later in either WandaVision or possibly Doctor Strange? Just a theory, though. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Ooh. Sure. I mean, there's nothing to say he couldn't. I don't. I, I would doubt it because, again, hats on hats on hats, you know? <laughs> hats on hats on hats. Hats on hats on hats. Uh, it's a lot. There's a lot of. There's already an organization called Sword in the show. Probably not going to get aimed. There's already all this stuff of like possible uh, evil forces and such, and and superheroes, and we could get Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't know. Ghost Rider seems like uh, a bridge too far. I guess. Yeah, it's like how many things do we really need? to be spun off of this one event, you know? Yeah. He does say it was possibly like, Dr. Strange. And I think Dr. Strange is a much likelier candidate because Wanda is supposed to be in his next movie. Right. Well, Wanda's supposed to be in his next movie. The next movie is multiverse of madness. You know, there's Ghost Rider coming in from the multiverse would be pretty easy. Yeah. It's uh, easily done. It's just, I don't see them doing it because it's, this show is already not taking the time to tell us anything else about what's going on in the actual universe of the world. Right. I can't imagine they're going to try too hard to expand out. You know, we're always talking about that balance that Marvel movies have to strike about like making this movie good and planning for the future or planting things right. for the future. And while this is going to plant things for the future, it does seem a little less concerned with that seems a little more concerned with just making a good WandaVision story. Right. And there's, um, there's that, that constant theory of like Dr. Strange is going to show up. And as much as I want that to happen as great as, as Cumberbatch is in that role, I don't know that that's going to happen because if you look at it from a, you know, from a, a hero's story perspective, like how much, how much is Doctor Strange coming to save her going to take away from like her power, her agency in the story? You know, if she is the villain, then it's no longer about like it. It becomes a weird crossover where it's more that Strange is the hero when she's supposed to be right. the hero. Yeah, right? she loses agency. She loses the chance to be the uh, the one to solve this or the one to get out. If she is, right. like we've talked about, she could be the villain. <laughs> this could be all the, a villain origin story. Right. If she, if this becomes a villain origin story, then who's the, who's the savior of everybody or is everybody going to be saved? We don't know. This is such a weird place to be in as far as like the new content. It's not, you know, a two and a half hour movie. It's a several hour series. Like, yeah. For sure. We just don't know what to expect. Man, it's definitely got it. Like, thinking about it with Doctor Strange, the two of them are the only people who kind of have, you know, remnants of the t the stones. Since yep. her power came from the stones and he still has a stone, like, who's going to be able to stop her? But him, she almost killed Thanos twice. Except he does not have a stone anymore, at least in the current MCU. He doesn't still have the time stone? Nope. nope. Uh, oh. it was, they were all destroyed. They put it back. Oh, yeah. They yeah. put it back. Trim the branches, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Marshall Naylor says, okay, I'm writing this to get it out of my head and to get it in before a feedback episode. <laughs> 
Sword has tried to get into Wanda's bubble, which in my mind, Wanda's probably made around a small town, but Sword doesn't know that Wanda did it three times. Once when they sent in someone, Monica, from the ground. Once again with the helicopter from the air, which turned into a toy. And then again with the beekeeper through the sewers below the bubble. Below the bubble. I don't know why he's a beekeeper. Maybe he was wearing a tactical suit and Wanda's reality is just trying to make sense of it or something. It could also be the whole pollination thing some people are mentioning. Oh, and one more thing. The part where the guy's wife walks in and asks about the earrings, the power goes out, and he says, oh, thank God, is the funniest shit I saw in recent memory. <laughs> I am still laughing. <laughs> it Thanks, is Marshall Naylor. It's really funny and well done. It's so funny how, like, that is such a classic sitcom joke, and it is, it's almost to the point of, like, commercial-style comedy. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And, like, but it's real good. It's just really well done. Yep. <laughs> I love that he says it out loud. Oh, thank God. Like, yeah, me too. Obviously, she can hear him. <laughs> but it, obviously, she was baiting logic. him. It's to come logic. Yep. It's great. Yep. Um, yep. Now, another way to look at that, uh, I almost said this earlier, but oh, here I, we go. branched into a theory, <laughs> is that like the power going out is signifying her overloading her powers being overloaded or something and if they're part of the uh a part of sword or something then you could see that like they're they're happy that the the simulation the simulation is shutting down in some way right oh, oh yeah like oh thank god is a great joke but it could be oh thank god wanda isn't is, is losing control yeah yeah now we're free let's run Get a few minutes. <laughs> and then she gets it back. Oh, we almost it. made it. <laughs> I flipped back to Twitch for a second. I saw Jay Scotty for real say, I can't wait to be a papaya. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to be a proud papaya. It's real good. <laughs> I love Vision's humor. He's so silly. He's And Bettany just acts, acts it wonderfully. Like, yep. it's just so good. It's so well done. Yep. Yeah. Um, when Marshall was saying in, in his email here, um, I don't know why he's a beekeeper. Maybe he's wearing a tactical suit. Like that is exactly it. It was a, uh, it was a hazmat. a hazmat suit and the guy was crawling through the, through the sewer. Um, not everybody goes real deep into that one featurette like I did <laughs> and watched it at super slow speed to, uh, to get all the little tidbits. But uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was just like, it has to be, it has to be. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Has yeah. to be. <laughs> Ricardo Jimenez says, Herbert! <laughs> Once again, caffeinated as hell from the dismal Amazon van. Herbert being the name of the high evolutionary, the Wendigore Everbloom, and the poster in the supermarket promoting bova milk in the intro of episode two. Bova species splice creation of high evolutionary that was the midwife to Wanda and Pietro's birth in his domain, Wondagore. These could all be nods and nothing more, but Herbert cutting through the fence in episode three leads me to believe he's also attempting to invade the space of space. Wanda and Vision <laughs> and have a hand in their children's birth, especially now that we see him and Agnes chatting and seemingly both being aware of the illusion situation. What really cool sick stuff that rocks. You guys rock from your friend Rick. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Rick. Cool, Rick. Man, uh, a lot there. The bova milk. I saw that, but I didn't know what bova milk was. You guys pointed it out earlier. That was their nanny in the comics. 
Yeah. The uh, midwife. Okay. Uh, yeah, Agnes was the nanny to Franklin Richards, but she was like the midwife and helper of the kids. The okay. Twins. And then, and she is, Bova is also related to the High Evolutionary. High Evolutionary created Bova? Is that what or at least Rick, Rick says here? Wondergore she's a cow is, thing. Wondergore she's is where... <laughs> Wondergore is where the High Evolutionary went to kind of like escape and start doing a bunch of experiments on uh, various critters trying to evolve them farther. And Bova is one of the creations that he made. Okay. Uh, Bova Ayrshire. Cool. So sort of related to Rocket. I kind of want, want Bova to show up now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get we need like, a, a Bova and Rocket spinoff. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Bova's the new guardian of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so silly. And maybe 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 these maybe the bees are also sentient. <laughs> Ooh. Bees. Yeah. Not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. No, you bitches. Did you ever see <laughs> Wicker Man? <laughs> uh, I have not, but I've seen the GIF a lot. It's the best. It's ridiculous. Some of uh, Nick Cage's best work, obviously. Oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> Huge cultural impact. Vampires Kiss, best movies. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how many... Like, there's no way that all these theories about WandaVision are correct. There's so many of them, and they... You know, it's either space, or it's the high evolutionary, or it's... Uh, Mephisto or it's uh, Mordo or whoever like it could be all these things or it's just Wanda it could be in Vision's head like all these things that are possible and they've put all these easter eggs to the other ones so it just makes it so impossible and fun to theorize about yeah yeah Uh, it's I kind of keep coming back to like the what you were saying about you know, it's it's usually the uh, the low hanging fruit or the the easiest explanation, the simplest. Right. You know, Wanda, Wanda, you know, putting herself into it is like the simplest explanation. Maybe they they don't need to to make it complex for complexity's sake. But how much fun could it be, Matt? <laughs> how much fun could it be if it is this crazy interwoven plot that Mephisto is weaving. How much fun could it be? Bees in space! (laughs) 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 Do bees buzz in space? (laughs) I don't know, but we're gonna find out. If a bee buzzes in space and no one's there to hear it. Does it even buzz? (laughs) Okay, so stupid. Okay, oh wait, four. Says while reading Unstoppable Wasp this morning, I finally came across a couple panels explaining how Wiccan and Speed came to be and wow I wonder if the MCU is going to go the reincarnation route or if they'll have the babies in WandaVision just flat out be Billy and Tommy until next time uh, I don't I, I didn't read this but there's a parent I, he's the second person to mention this the fact that they're reincarnated from the versions that she created or something like that is that what mm-hmm. happens in comics vision and wanda are together but wanda goes a little bit cray cray and ends up making children out of nothing like just crafting them with right. her with her chaos magic um and vision is like telling her these kids aren't real they're not real um and they're they're a part of mephisto's soul uh, that goes into 
to create them. Um, and eventually he does take them back and, and reabsorb them. But because they had existed in the world, they were then like they were then uh, able to be reincarnated. I'm not sure how they actually came to be reincarnated. I haven't found that part in the comics yet. But uh, what what is happening in these comic panels is that Wiccan is explaining it. Uh, he says, "Okay, so and he's talking to the child of of Pym, Hope, Hope Van Dyne." Oh, okay, yeah, yep. Uh, he says, "Okay, so your dad built Ultron, and Ultron built the Vision, and Vision married Scarlet Witch." They had kids, sort of. They turned out maybe not to be real, but kind of were. And somehow when they died, they were reincarnated as Tommy and me. Okay. <laughs> hmm. So that's, it's kind of a, a very simple explanation of it because like, it's ridiculous and it's, you know, it's ridiculous comics logic. Right. But it might be easier to just have them be children that, you know, are mostly real here but you know they're part of her created reality, and then just throw them out into the world because we saw that um, you know uh, uh, Geraldine was affected by Wanda's vision <laughs> in that <laughs> she had on her seventies clothes and the bell bottoms and you know the fish pants and uh, this you know the the big afro and the crazy blue makeup and all that. Like she got thrown out of the world, out of Wanda's little bubble here. And as she was rolling into the grass, she still had that stuff on. So the creations from this world, from this bubble, are able to exist outside of the bubble. And Vision and the kids can exit the bubble and be real, probably? Yeah. They've already shown that that's possible. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea for Vision to leave that bubble. Yeah, probably not. I don't think he not. can. Yeah. It's probably not the best idea for him to leave the bubble, but you know it. It could mean that we get those characters uh, and exiting that bubble and and becoming a part of the main world, the main verse, and then you know that brings up all the the human rights uh, ethical questions of like, are these people that were created in this bubble actually people? You know, mm -hmm. it's are clones real people? That kind of mm -hmm. thing. And I think that that could be a really great. Or, uh, or are they just weapons? Wink. Uh, are right. they just sentient weapons? Yeah, I don't know. Uh -huh. We'll talk about that in a minute in a little spoiler section. Uh, okay. Let's get to this next couple. William Reed says, hey guys, long time listener, first time to write in. Wanted to start off by saying that you have my absolute favorite podcast around and love that you are also doing the YouTube thing. Great work. Thank you, William. Yeah, man, thanks. It's been a lot of work, but I've been finding it very uh, gratifying. He says, so my theory is that I believe there is an animal connection with Mephisto in the episodes. I feel as if he really is absorbing her chaos magic to make himself stronger while in the bubble reality. In the first episode, she and she had just entered and he begins the absorbing, assisted by Agnes to keep Wanda focused and distracted, of course. By the second episode, he has enough energy absorbed to take a form uh, of a small creature, i.e. the rabbit, a.k.a. Senior Scratchy. The third episode, he's gotten stronger, so he ups his game to being the stork because he's more powerful after another successful day of absorbing. I expect mm -hmm. we'll see a larger animal in the fourth episode, if not him in his real form. Just a thought bouncing around in my head and wanted to get your opinions on it. Keep up the great work, and thanks for taking the time to check out my theory. I love I it. I love that. I love it. It's so good. 
Yeah. I thought that about the butterflies too. Cause she did. She's like, did I do that? I'm like, I don't know if you did. I think that might've been somebody else. I think it yeah. might've been Mephisto. Huh. Well, she, she kept trying to make the stork go away and it kept poofing red smoke around it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh no, he's here. <laughs> Interesting. And then I loved how he like posts up in the room. Yeah, he does the the stork pose. Yeah, because like, why would the stork do that if it didn't have intention? Oh yeah, it, the stork definitely seemed to have intention. I just didn't think about it being Mephisto, but yeah, yeah, because he wanted what's her face out of there. I kept, I kept thinking the red poof was just Wanda's magic, you know, because it's red, but it's more like red swirly light and not red poofy poof. And maybe uh, <laughs> a red I, smoke. I wonder, I wonder if we can start paying attention to red poofy poof versus red light uh, mm-hmm. and seeing if that like tells us what it, who, whose magic is being used at which points. It reminded me of the book cover. The way mm. it was just, or even that could have been her trying to poof it away and the stork was just pushing through her Yeah, magic. he was just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, silly girl. So. And he's like, I'm here to get this chick out of here because she's not supposed to be here. Yeah, she's not supposed to be here. She's breaking this this whole reality down. You've got to remove her. Yeah. So we didn't see the stork after that. Uh-uh. Mm. He's out there growing. The stork. Maybe it has nothing to do with Mephisto, and it just is the stork is the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. The stork is the real villain. Yeah, absolutely. It's the high evolutionary making sentient storks. <laughs> In space. <laughs> Herbert Herbert's just sending bunnies and storks and butterflies and bees after us. That's yep. what's going on. That yep. we solved it. We solved it, you guys. Done. Good job. High fives all around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie Shutter, uh, evening from the UK, gents. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Just want to say a huge thank you to everyone at the network for all that you do. It's highly appreciated and has always got me through good times and bad times. Me too, Jamie. Thank you. Um, Are you WandaVision? Uh, I truly hope that Wanda is the villain of this story. I love the creepy vibe in in a few parts of the first two episodes where the world seems to break slightly and Wanda seems to be at the controls of keeping it in check. Uh, The story arcs that can be born from her being a villain are numerous and fascinating. House of M in reverse, Mephisto, Nightmare, The Dark Dimension, etc. I'm so glad the new content is back, and you guys always put a smile on my face when I'm driving my truck around the UK. Stay safe and healthy. Love you 3000, Jamie. Oh, thanks, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Cool. That's so good. I, by the way, I'm loving, we're, we're getting a lot of um, people writing in from uh, the UK. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah. Like, uh, PandaCon it. UK, guys, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so down. Let's, let's do this thing. I need to get a passport, though. Dude, get it. Get a passport. We got to go to the UK and see yeah. all our friends over there. And see all of our friends. We can stay on all their couches. Never have to pay a, a single <laughs> night of of, of hotel. Um, we could get a nice Airbnb in London. In London, Mario London. London. Oh, biscuits. <laughs> we could stop for tea and crumpets. <laughs> you have any jammy dodgers? 
I'm bangers and mash, you know. Oh, I've got bangers and mash in the morning. All right, let's, let's stop <laughs> let's losing all of our UK listeners. <laughs> oh, Honestly, man. I think we're hitting the two hour mark. Um, or yeah, little, I think we're getting a little loopy. close. Um, I did want to, co- I, so all of the rest of these feedbacks are over a page long. Oh, um, so this is a quick reminder and I really love everyone who's sending feedback and I'm so thankful for it. Uh, but if they're over a page or two long, they do get hard to get to, um, because at the, we, we often end at the end of the podcast with like, you know, uh, 16 more pages uh, and everyone's written in like a full page or two. So if you can condense your feedback down, there's so many theories out there uh, and we can kind of like fill in the gaps, like condense it down to the the heart of what you're trying to say. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, we will do our best to get to as much as we can regardless, but uh, it, it, uh, it does help. So I think today we're going to have to leave some of these on the table. Um, but let's real quick, we had one, so we talked about this last week, but I cut it because we found that it was from a toy leak. So if you do not want to know about a toy leak, uh, or a possible toy leak, it also might be fake. We just don't know. Uh, but Brad here wrote, wrote something in that, uh, about that. And I was going to save it to the end. So, so here we are at the end, here we are at the end. Uh, well, I guess before we do that, before we go into the spoiler section for the toy leak, uh, do we have anything else in the chat? Ash? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Not going to read it. I've been doing that. Yep. Right. <laughs> Just pulling it up. Okay. I got about four. Sweet. I guess it's Judy Meyer. Sweet. Uh, says, so my theory is Jimmy Woo, Darcy, and Monica are all trying to break Wanda out. Sword definitely seems to be surrounding Monica when she escapes, which makes me think they put her in Westview to run the stimulation as a prison cell for her revolt in Civil War and the Accords, and Sword is a government organization. Turns out Mephisto infiltrated Sword, and that's where Woo, Darcy, and Monica come in to get her to Strange. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. So this is... So Monica was in there as her jailer, is the theory. She's the warden. Interesting. Hmm. That, okay. that, that's that's, that's real interesting. Huh. Jessica Mai says, I saw someone question why, um, why couldn't Wanda make the stork disappear? What if it's one of the babies conjuring the stork, and that's why Wanda couldn't override it? Ooh. So we, we were just theorizing Mephisto. What if it's... Uh-huh. Yeah, what if it's a little it's, Wiccan? It's Wiccan. <laughs> making storks appear. I don't know why Wiccan would have storks appearing, like why he would have that in his brain, but... Yeah, maybe he was like, I'm coming, Mama, I'm coming. <laughs> storks deliver babies. I need the stork to show up and get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> okay. I like it, though. I like the idea I like that, it, too. I like the idea that some of this other stuff that's going on since she got pregnant, like the, uh, the water breaking, and it seems like she's lost control of her powers to some degree. I kind of mm-hmm. like the idea that like some of that stuff that she can't control is coming from the little sorcerer inside her. Yeah. <laughs> the little sorcerer just, inside just us funny all. funny to say. <laughs> the little sorcerer inside us all. We all have one deep down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> Harmony Harm says, this could have already been asked or mentioned, but has anyone considered that it might not have been Wanda making all the lights and stuff go off? Could it have been the kids? It's the little sorcerer inside us all. Little shits. Little sorcerer shits. <laughs> Kids are troublemakers. And if you give them magic powers, it's even Thicker. worse. Yeah, I've seen Problem Child. <laughs> yeah. 
I know some. I, I watched Matilda. I know what's up. Yeah. Mm. Any other okay, things? Okay, G. Scotty Ash? says, G. Scotty. Uh, posted in Stranapana chat, but if Mephisto does end up showing up, which famous sitcom actor should play him? I got Ooh. John Stamos. Oh, please be John Stamos. That's amazing. Oh, that's so so good. And it's an Olsen in this Mm -hmm. this story. That'd be so good. I got to say. Honestly, any of the three of the uh, dads on that show. Yeah, I was thinking Bob Saget. Bob Saget would also be be amazing. He'd be a great Mephisto. Such a good Mephisto. Bob Saget would be such a good Mephisto. (laughs) You have to keep all of the language back. No, no, don't. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) you get one. (laughs) He's the the devil. He can curse. I think that he would be a really good Mephisto as far as like being snarky and condescending of everybody that comes in contact with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would that's so his his role in everything. He's so good at it. I like it. It's hard to think of good sitcom actors that aren't. Like a lot of the ones I'm thinking of are older because we're thinking of this oh, era. Oh, I always thought that Phil from Modern Family has like a devilish looking oh, face. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> sure. If she's having modern the Modern Family version of things, and Phil showed up as Mephisto, I would be 100 <gasps> percent on board. Um, that actor, I like that actor a lot. Um, I, I I liked him from Dawn of the Dead back in the day, Me and too. he was a lot creepier in that. Like I could totally see him as a uh, as awesome. Mephisto. Another sitcom actor. Well, what about not a sitcom actor, but it would be really funny and meta. Is what about Tom Ellis? I don't know who that is. He's mm. Lucifer in the DC Lucifer series. <laughs> I don't like that guy. No, that, that that would be a little weird. <laughs> he's got the he's got the look of Namor more than Mephisto. Mm. I would like him for Namor, but um, you know, it'd be kind of. Kind of on the nose and hilarious. Since she's moving through the time periods, and it's probably going to be a more modern sitcom that he shows up in, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Neil Patrick Harris would be so good. He would, he would be legend. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Dairy. <laughs> uh, Dairy. And add an eye to it like cows, bova milk, <laughs> high evolutionary. Oh <laughs> In space! <laughs> <laughs> Any other big feedbacks from the live chat there, Ash, before we do this uh, last, last one? Last one from Nathaniel Milner. It says, if Mordo is hunting down sorcerers, does that mean Wanda, Wiccan, and Loki are all in danger? Could that be a connection to the multiverse of madness? Mm. I just don't see that guy as a threat. <laughs> Which guy? Sorry. Mordo. Hmm. I mean, I love that actor. And so mm-hmm. I want him to be a big threat. I want him to be super interesting and threatening. And I also want him to have like a complicated morality where he's kind of a good guy and kind of a bad guy. I really like that actor. He's in my favorite mm-hmm. movie. I can't I help it. I was going to say, you just like it because of Serenity. But he's so good. <laughs> and he good. does everything you just said in Serenity. So just go watch Serenity. I know. I know. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I, I loved him in Serenity. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved him. Chutel Ejiofor is freaking amazing. And so then like good. six years, seven years later, he blew up and got super famous yeah. for like 12 years a slave and, uh, and has been in a few movies since then. And I just think he's the best and I'm so happy for him uh, getting such big work. But um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, I, again, I don't know that, that Dr. Strange's stuff is going to play 
that bigger role in this. I think that this is going to lead into Doctor Strange and he's going to have to deal with the the fallout from this and also his own like ongoing struggles. But I just I don't know how much that would take away from Wanda having her own story, you know? Right. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm worried th- that that would take away from it. I think if I think it, it, well, I think Mordo being behind things is one thing. I think Doctor Strange showing up as a white knight at the end is bad. I don't think Doctor Strange showing up at the end as like a stinger is bad. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. If it know. was, if it was after everything was done, he was like, "Hey, uh, so Wanda, everything that you did to save your little reality and your husband and your kids that don't right. actually exist, like all that's bad." There's a lot bad that has been happening because of that. We have to fix it. Please come with me to my movie so that we can fix it. Yeah, come with me where we're going. That we don't need roads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the- where we're going, we don't need episodes. It's <laughs> 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 mm. good. It's good. Um, it's all good. Right. Well, Harmony guys- Harm said in Twitch chat, what if it was James Spader? Oh my gosh. Yes, James Spader. Mephisto, James Spader would be so good. That, it would be so good because he, he's a great TV actor. Yes, I don't know if he's ever done sitcoms, but he's definitely a great TV actor. Um, Who's the he, guy who plays Dexter? He has pointy, evil eyebrows too. Um, Michael. Michael C. Michael C. Hall. Yeah, Michael Ooh, C. Hall. I love him. He, he'd be great, but I love the idea of James Spader showing up because he's Ultron, and it would just be like her mind uh, adapting the sitcom reality to have Ultron in it. Yep, oh. exactly my thought. That's so good. Mm. That's so good. And he's got such a, I love him, his voice, his presence. Oh, yeah. He can turn the creep factor on real high. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. Yeah. I'm 100% it's in. It's a good call. Good call, Harmony Harm. I like it. I like it. Okay, let's see. Uh, before, just I'm going to talk about one here, one last feedback here. This is from a toy leak, and, and a lot of people have written in about various things that have related to this, and we've kind of avoided talking about them because the I think the original idea is from a toy leak, so uh, be aware of that. Uh, Brad Ekman says, hey guys, love the podcast. Just wanted to mention with S.W.O.R.D.'s acronym changing to weapon instead of world, in Thor Ragnarok, Dr. Strange says... He keeps a list of beings that may be a threat to the world. Uh, maybe there's a connection with him and Sword, as we have seen with Monica's lapel pin. Thanks for reading. Cheers. Thanks, Brad. That was that was also before he went away for five years. Right. Oh, that's right. He's been gone. He was he was dusted. I was sitting here thinking maybe he's been building Sword this whole time. Like, what if what if he was helping build sword, but yeah, it makes mm. sense that, uh, in his absence, someone would need to build an organization to protect the world because it's Wong. Wong has been behind it the whole time. <sighs> oh my gosh. Yes. I like it. Wong's- that's why it's called sword. <laughs> um, does he have a sword? I thought he, I don't know. That's, that's what you're getting at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that old timey cloak. It looks like he would carry a sword. I don't know. Yeah, I immediately <laughs> wanted to roll that back. He's a sword wielder kind of guy. He's probably carried a sword before. Yeah, I was just I was just assuming you were right. Like, yeah, he probably has a sword in one of the movies that I'm not thinking of. <laughs> it's really funny. I just like that I wrote down weapon instead of worlds for what swords like stood for, and and now it's kind of becoming like it's like a thing. It's just, I couldn't read. 
and that's why I wrote weapon, oh. like sentient weapon. No, no, no. I think, and I think it's that's, a thing now. I think it is a thing on a toy leak, right? That's what, so, so yeah, yeah, I don't just, know anything uh, about this. <laughs> yeah. There's the trading cards, the trading cards oh. say, uh, sentient weapon observation and response division instead okay. of sentient world observation response division. So yeah, uh, there, there's this theory, there's a theory going around that they're changing the meaning of sword and what their mission is. And it's going to be about protecting the world from the threats, sentient weapons, which is like people that have these powers instead of X-Men. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cough, um, cough, X-Men, cough. But that might mean that none of this sword stuff, the thing that may, <laughs> so here's the thing. It almost makes me think, want to call bullshit on that toy leak because the one thing that makes this show make no sense from a comics perspective, there's all these theories swirling around. And the one thing that makes it kind of not make sense, the Mephisto of it all, is that S.W.O.R.D. is involved. Why is S.W.O.R.D. involved if this is just a Wanda creation or if this is just, you know what I mean? Like, why is S.W.O.R.D. Mm-hmm. there? It seems like it has to have a connection to another world. Um, or maybe they're considering it, it is its own world because it's a, it's a different dimension. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, guys. So many questions. So many questions. I can see them leaking that sentient weapon thing as like a way of throwing us off the scent. Oh, it's a red herring? Yeah, like it's a red herring. It's actually a sentient world. And it's all space, but that sentient weapon thing gives us an out for the sword being involved. Mm -hmm. They're so good Mm -hmm. at making us not know anything. I love you, Marvel. Please, love you. please hurt me more. <laughs> lie to me. Lie to me. Lie to me, sweet Marvel. <laughs> lie to me. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's funny that that was brought up in a, a recent After Dark. Um, I think it was after you had gone uh, oh, to yeah. bed or something. I left early last week because yeah. it was my last night to see my lady in Dallas. <gasps> yep. Yep. And uh, somebody in the chat was just like, I love it when you and Matt are just like, Lie to me, Marvel. <laughs> they lie to me and I love it. <laughs> I always want them to lie to me. I want to be always ever surprised. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I think we're in for several surprises with, uh, with this show because we still have no freaking clue what's going on. No idea. There's so and many options and it could be any of them. It is, yeah, it is a completely open-ended kind of thing. We have so many so many potential ends to this this story. Yeah. So, yeah. so many potential no beginnings to this story. Like, we don't even That's know fair. what's going on. Like, <laughs> we, I, they could wait till the end to tell us to go back and do the little thing where it tells us what happened from Sword's perspective. It may be the very end of the story before we know anything. I don't I think not. so. I don't think so. So here's the thing. If they do an episode where they jump outside the world and we see everything from Sword's perspective, right? It can't be the last episode because it yeah, will, no. it'll remove the two main characters from being main characters for the last episode. That would be a mistake. I don't even mm-hmm. think it can be the, la- the second to last because the second to last needs to build up to an emotional crescendo. So like, it's got to be in the next few episodes that we get a flashback to show uh, what's been going on with S.W.O.R.D. The question is, is it going to do it? Like th- Episode four, is it going to do it? Or are they going to go ahead and get through these last three uh, time periods before they do it? Because they've still got 90s or 
What do they have left that we've seen? Uh, it would be 80s, 80s next. 90s. Oh, have we seen an 80s one, though, in, in trailers and such? Yeah. What? She has the, the top, like... Oh, that's right, the, the little the top ponytail and the, the ponytail. And the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that one. There's the... Um, 90s with the Roseanne. There's the 2000s with the Modern Family, and I don't know mm-hmm. if they go beyond that. I haven't. I don't think I, we've seen anything newer than Modern Family, right? Right. Which is well, pretty there's, modern. There's a, a point where they start doing kind of a um, the Office style thing, where like she's sitting on the couch oh, looking yeah. at the camera That's and talking awesome. to the camera. Oh, I don't think I saw that. Interesting. Yeah, th- well, it was in the story featurette, oh, where okay. she's like, "I'm fine, totally." I need to go watch the story featurettes. Mm. I haven't seen them all. Maybe yeah. we should do a special on the story featurettes. Unfortunately, we are doing the instant cast and this, and that is taking us basically all of our time in the week. So, um, man, I am so excited to have new content. This has been so much fun, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Dude, we're so happy to have you, Ashley. Ashley Coffin, everybody. Let's hear it for Ashley Coffin. Woo! Woo! I clap for myself. Thanks. Thanks for producing for us today, Ash. And uh, from me and Jeff, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Uh, we're, we're doing all kinds of things these days. StrandedPanda.com. Join the Stranded Panda Army. It's at the bottom of the page, and we send out emails like for whatever the big podcast th- events we have going on. Uh, I'm going to start including on that. This, the goal is this week is to start including a schedule of live events for Twitch on the email each week. So like when we're doing the WandaVision coverage, when we're doing um, the trivia, things like that. So, so that you can actually have a schedule of live events going on. We're up to like three live events every week now at this point. So it's just kind of cool. And we're loving having all the live interaction and um, yeah, we're loving it. Thank you. So follow us on twitch.tv slash stranded Panda TV and check us out on youtube.com slash stranded Panda. Um, and uh, yeah, strandpinner.com, mcucast.com, whatever. It's all there. Check it out. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. You should have done that as Rita Repulsa. Until next time, true believers. Or no, 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 no. I'll get you next time, true believers. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>